Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to Sober Exposure. Um, I got a great attitude and I'll tell you why, because I'm psyched about every episode. This episode though is going to rock. It's going to be, I think it's going to be off the chain because what happens when you get two completely crazy off the scale ADD chicks together? It's going to make one entertaining friggin' show, man, right? The energy is like on fire here and I don't know if you have like listened to the last couple podcasts. You better just say you have, <laughs> but it's been really kind of grim. You know, it's been about relapse. We've had you know, death, overdoses, all this shit. So it is ADD awareness month. And for those of you that can't tell, I struggle from severe ADD. I have forever. And I met my match because the ADD entrepreneur, Ari, we have invited on the show. And so, Ari, I just want to tell you a little background, like a little backstory here. Um, this was before you were even a glimpse in your father's eye, but in 1986, 1986, literally, um, I was basically flunking out of, I think like, yeah, it was 11th grade. I was flunking out of 11th grade. And everyone's like, she, she's so smart because she can manipulate the shit out of me, but she can't pass a frigging class to save her life. She can't even pass typing. I took my typing final to a secretarial service and had it and had them, I, I stole it, took it to a secretarial service. They, 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 my, my final came back absolutely like 100%. And the teacher was like, we have a problem, Jennifer, because you need this credit to graduate, but you're my worst student and you never show up, but for some reason you got the highest score than anybody else. So, um, I was diagnosed with ADD in 1986 and they said to my mother, she has ADD and they're like, she has AD what? AD what? And it was before they called it ADHD. Um, but I believe I have a little bit of the hyperactivity as well. And this is a sober show. So this is like, I'm making a joke about it. However, I really attribute so much of my addiction to ADHD because I'm self-medicating. And I think that's why I like cocaine so much. And we, we're going to get into that because, you know, a regular person takes cocaine and they're like, ah, you're bouncing off the walls. I'm like, holy shit, I could read a book. You know, I could. <laughs> yeah, right. Give me another. Yeah. All right. Now I can go to work. Um, So. <laughs> ADD, absolutely debilitating. So many addicts struggle with it. You are the rock star on educating on ADD. And you do it so entertaining and you're so funny and you're so <laughs> awesome and I love you. And so I would like to welcome you to Sober Exposure. This is Ari, the ADD entrepreneur, who is an hour late because she's so freaking ADD. <laughs> right? oh, don't announce that on the recording. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Hey, nothing is sacred here. Um, all right, so let's just start. Like, give me a little, just quick backstory, um, how you discovered that you had ADD and that you weren't like everybody else. Everybody else wasn't like us. Like, when did you realize that? 
Well, it, it's funny. So, um, <laughs> so from a young age, like I, it was so clear that there was, there was something else going on with me. Right. I was taken all over the shop. I was taken to see a child psychologist and what's interesting is, so I was misdiagnosed as a kid. So I got tested for ADHD at, at 10 years old. And like, as a result of that, and that misdiagnosis um, that led to like a whole spiral of other issues. So essentially at the time, because of the, the stigma around ADHD, the misinformation, like even in the medical field, my the child psychologist that I saw told my parents that I was too intelligent to have ADHD. So yeah, it's a, it was a big, it's, it was a common misconception and it's a common misconception now to be fair. Um, and it's funny because I was reading the, the report from that recently and it said in the report that I'd been sent there because I was unrelenting and demanding. <laughs> yeah, we are. I was like, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. So what basically happened there was that they did a bunch of like cognitive testing uh, in the UK. <clears throat> one of the tests is called nonverbal reasoning. Um, and I was in the 99 percentile. So what that meant was the assumption was because I was a gifted child, whatever that means, that I couldn't have ADHD, which is obviously completely insane. But the problem was, as a result of that, um, and my mum was was buzzing about that because, again, at the time, because of all the stigma, like we're going back. Oh, how old am I? We're going back about eighteen years now, and because of the stigma at the time, and all of the, the ADHD was getting slammed in the media as being a result of bad parenting or too much TV <laughs> and all of those ridiculous things. So, my mum was really happy at the time that I didn't have didn't have ADHD right and so I was just sort of thrust back into the school system and it was just it just went from bad to worse because not only was I now undiagnosed ADHD but there was no explanation for why I was behaving the way that I was and I was really smart so <laughs> I was a problem child but with a smart brain so I was like you know that's a bad combination <laughs> Yeah. So I was like getting like, you know, getting into arguments with teachers and and so on and so forth. And they were just like it was a complex situation. It was a whole mess. So, um, yeah, school was really challenging for me. And, and I, I went I ended up getting expelled in my <laughs> my girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was just I was so bored and I was at uh, an all girls grammar school. So um, in the UK, we have like three school segments. So we have a comprehensive grammar and private. So grammar is you, when you're 11 years old, you take a test. And if you do well on the test, you can go to a grammar school. Like it's still free, but it's like, and that was a, that was a terrible decision in hindsight, because it meant that I was then in a school that was very focused on results. And if you weren't sort of fitting into that, that mold of boosting their results, then they, they needed to fix, fix that, to get rid of that in some way. So I always knew that there was something going on, but I just didn't know what it was. And of course, in the back of my mind, I knew about ADHD, but I was like, well, that's not me because I was tested when I was 10 and they said that I didn't have it. So that was pretty unfortunate. Yeah. But I got a bit older and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go in and check this out myself, I think. And the psychiatrist was like, uh, yeah, you're like the most textbook case of ADHD. It is shining off of your body like some sort of, like metallic image just <laughs> yeah yeah when i went in in like uh 87 the dude was like okay so here's here's the scale so this is like add he's like and they didn't call it adhd back then it was just add he's like 
you're here. <laughs> He's like, you're like are off the rector scale, girl. So, um, yeah. And, and it, and it sucks because it is such a misconception. Listen, I am no gifted student. Okay. I like, I, I'm just average. I, I believe I have an average IQ. Um, but the misconception that, you know, if you're smart or gifted or whatever, that you, you can't have this. And one has nothing to do with the other at all. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. And and to be fair, so when I say gifted, I was only gifted in in nonverbal reasoning, which is, and it like it's so logical now to me, like it all makes sense because nonverbal reasoning is it tests problem solving ability and patterns and data. So it's like everything that you need in entrepreneurship, which is obviously exactly what like what I do and what I love and what just makes sense to me. I wasn't great at everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't like this weird genius kid. I just was good at solving problems and that was about it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's crazy. But even now, like, and that's why I, I advocate so hard because um, I don't want any child to experience that same stigma, that same misconception that leads to them missing out on treatment at a young age and battling their way through like a swamp of mud just to try and figure out themselves. It's it's really damaging. And I, I see it all the time in my community um, with a bunch of ADHDers where there's a lot of, of trauma to undo as a result from a late diagnosis. And I was, I was reading today that by, I think it was, and I might get this wrong, but I think it was by the age of eight years old, but it might be 10 because I can't remember which, shocker. Um, <laughs> crazy uh, that an ADHD child would have received 40,000 more negative messages than a non-ADHD child wow. so that's a lot of trauma to undo for, for ADHD adults right it's it's, it's crazy Eric now you're gonna have every friggin' therapist that listens to my podcast they're like I can I can release her trauma I can get rid of her trauma <laughs> shamanism I, I look if it's free if you're a free therapist like I, I take therapy brand sponsorships like why not just <laughs> bring it on yeah Collaborate. <laughs> so I, I have I gotta be like okay so we're talking about this and I I, I get nervous saying this because I don't want to say that somebody doesn't have it when they do it but don't you think it's like I mean so every friggin kid and their mother Oh, I have ADHD. I have ADHD. And it's like, no, you freaking don't. I do. You know what I mean? Like, it's very over-diagnosed, I believe. Well, is it though? So here's the thing. And it, it's a fine line because admittedly, like diagnosis has skyrocketed, especially in the last two years. Uh, a lot of that is off the back of the pandemic, especially in Australia. So I live in Melbourne, right? So we've been in lockdown over 250 days. So it's been an incredibly long lockdown and the thing about ADHD especially in women is that quite often it gets to a certain point where you would have no idea you had ADHD because you're just you've like developed these coping mechanisms it's like perfectionism sort of mindset and you're getting through and getting through and getting through and then one day let's say you go to university to study a master's and that's when it hits and you can't keep up anymore or you might have a child and trying to manage having a child. And then you're like, why can't I do this? And stuff like that. Oh, that's and why I'm such a bad mom. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> and then you, but then you, you like add in um, a lockdown to that and all the, you know, trying to work from home and things like that. Um, and then you add in the awareness. So ADHD has become a trending topic uh, for better, for worse. And I have my own opinions on how I feel about that, but that's an awareness situation. So, people who wouldn't have been aware of our ADHD before 
are now. And that's not to say that there aren't a lot of people who really should stop self-diagnosing themselves off the guy on TikTok that is like pointing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Hey, he pointed and he, and he hit the point right where the, uh, right where the text came up. So he must know, right. Yeah. yeah, He's he's a doctor because Mm. he can, you know, but that's concerning. And that does concern me because the thing about ADHD is it's such a complex neurological disorder that it, it, it is really synonymous. It really matches with a lot of other, um different mental health problems different neurological disorders like it is important to see a professional about it now i understand the fact that that's a privilege and it's easier said than done it's expensive to see a psychiatrist like it 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 is right um and i understand that 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 can't always be the case but if it is a possibility i i really recommend it because if you've if you have these symptoms it could be anxiety. It could be PTSD. It could be borderline personality disorder. There's a lot of crossover spectrum disorder. They like to, I mean, and a lot of them go hand in hand too. Like my, my son, he's supposedly on the spectrum. I think I'm not sure that's another podcast. Um, but he, he does have severe ADHD and so many of them like mirror each other too. Like you just said, the symptoms exactly. And, um, so treatment, um, I mean, this is kind of a good, what, what we should be talking. See, we're going to be all over the place because we're both ADHD. So treatment, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a minute. But so first you have the diagnosis. So if someone's listening and they're not sure and they're like, do I have ADHD? I don't know. Something I can never find my keys. I, you know, like poor, I was talking about my producer, poor guy. It's like the guy is to- totally has to be on top of me. Like, oh my God, where are my reading glasses? Where's my vape? Where's it? You know, and it's just like, there's just like a disconnect and it's, I, I mean, I believe for so many friggin' years, I've been self-medicating my ADHD and because this is a, a show for addicts and addiction, which I don't know, you, you didn't come out. I, I don't believe that you struggle with the addiction side. Um, but, but here's the problem. ADHD is managed with narcotics by like Adderall, whatever. We, we can't take Adderall. ADHD is you know, managed with narcotics. And so that again is a bit of a misconception, right? And, and, it, and it's that, that stigma there um, in the fact that unfortunately, ADHD medication has been associated with narcotics, but a lot of that is because it's been abused by people who don't have ADHD. So that's given it a bad name in that sense. So, you know, you get like college students and so on and so forth that are taking it and getting addicted to it. And then that like is um, is giving it a bad name. That being said, it is very similar in its effects to like it still is an amphetamine. It's very similar in its effects to to like a traditional. Right. <laughs> right. Well, right, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm doing, a, you know, a, a line of coke, but let's call a spade a spade. I'm an addict and. This addict, me, myself, I cannot take Adderall. I've tried a hundred million times. Every single time I take Adderall, I end up on the corner with, uh, you know, trying trying to get the, the real deal. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just wakes enough. it up. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, I get that. And, and, and I think that's so heartbreaking because the, the problem is, and, you know, medication doesn't work for, for anyone, for everyone anyway. But I do have a bit of a thing in the fact that sometimes, um, there's like ADHD and addiction has a huge, huge correlation, right? And it is, like you said, a case of, of people self-medicating, um, unaware that that is the case. Mm. And the problem is, you know, often when when 
people go and, and they find out they have ADHD, they then don't have, they won't even be able to try that treatment because they have a history with addiction. And it's almost like we're, we're in some senses punishing um, addicts. who are just trying to self-medicate. Yeah, exactly. Addicts and people who are trying to self-medicate by not giving them the treatment that they need. And, you know, and it's, it's a real, it's a real issue that like really needs to be, to be spoken about. And, and, and the treatment of, of ADHD as with addiction, like really needs to be like viewed differently, like everything else with ADHD, education, work, like we are wired differently. Like we, we have a different experience and like, I'm not an addict. So I've, I've never been, you know, addicted to drugs. Have I taken drugs? Absolutely. My teenage years, I was impulsive, risk-taking and bored. I was, of course, yeah. like I was going to raves and being 16 years old and being totally irresponsible and mm -hmm. I would just say I was fortunate in the fact that I wasn't an addict because I was too poor to buy cocaine. So I was <laughs> taking MDMA. Believe me, it, it, uh, you'd find a way if you were a true addict. Trust me. <laughs> well, I, so I was, I was, so yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a case of, you know, taking um, ecstasy, which is much less addictive in that sense. So, and I loved it. And I yeah. loved it because um, it, my brain was clear and quiet and it's the exact you know, it mirrors the effect, not quite to that extremity, but it mirrors the effect that I, I have when I, when I take my medication. And like, for me, medication has been really, really beneficial, has come with some side effects, but it's been really beneficial. Adderall, do you mind if I ask, do you take Adderall? Vyvanse? Uh, so I take dexamphetamine, which is kind of similar to Vyvanse, but it's short acting. So Vyvanse is like, you take it in the morning and it goes all day. Mm -hmm. um I take short acting which I prefer because it means I can work it around me right so I for example if I have a really long day and I'm like copywriting for like eight to ten hours then I'll take like more doses so I can stay focused but like, can I just tell you, I'm like drooling right now, seriously, as an addict, because I love ADHD medication. I'm, I'm listening to this it's like almost triggering me, oh, really triggering no, you. no no it's cool no but <laughs> Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've fallen off the wagon and relapsed and went back out and used drugs because I was trying to manage my ADHD and manipulated some psychiatrist that I didn't tell I was an addict and, you know, got, you know, the big orange Adderalls, the big ones, the big babies, and, you know, just, just abused the shit out of them. Um, so what, let, let's talk, because this is a sober show, I mean, what would you recommend? First, let's talk symptoms. Okay. I, so, now I know like my, 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 my first symptoms of ADHD, obviously in school, uh, the teacher would be doing their lesson that was boring the shit out of me. And I would hear the person in the hallway, you know, that's what I would hear. I would hear the person in the hallway, not the teacher. Um, the symptom, I mean, it is so debilitating. If you saw my closet, you'd freak out. I can't keep anything organized. I can't think anything together. A lot of times I can't even put a sentence together. It's And another thing, now I'm talking the symptoms, but one of my favorite things about, we're like Rain Man. I'm like Rain Man. Like, okay, so I was a radio personality for years. And everyone would be like, how could you like sit there and concentrate so on, on a production piece? Or, you know, you could sit there on Instagram for because that's why the kids love the video games because we're tunnel vision, you know? So okay. I can concentrate like a motherfucker on one task if mm. I like it and I'm interested in it. Well, so yeah, and that's because that's how you're wired, right? So essentially like ADHD is a stupid name. 
because ADHD, like what we are dealing with is not a deficit of attention. We don't lack attention. It's a problem regulating attention, right? So what that means is, is if it's something that doesn't interest an ADHD brain, so if it's not something that's interesting, novelty, like something that's new or something that you're passionate about, like then you don't pay attention to it because you're not wired to because it doesn't give you a dopamine boost which is a chemical that's lacking like in your brain not to get too boring and sciencey but it makes sense for their explanation mm -hmm. on the flip side of that when it is something you're passionate about or novelty based or whatever again we can't regulate that attention so we have an intense attention instead and that's that's hyper focus that's like a big a big symptom of, of adhd and it's awesome i love it like it's it's what's given me the ability to, you know, build businesses, build community. Because as soon as I'm locked onto something, I'm obsessed. Like to yeah. the point where it's almost dangerous. Like you, I'll forget to go to the toilet. I'll forget to eat. Like if somebody talks to me, I just like, mm -hmm. like oh my like, gosh. Like, really and it's but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world because it it's we have this ability to focus, hold attention far beyond that of people without ADHD. So again, even the name itself is, is a problem. Yeah, yeah. People are watching these kids like, well, he can't have ADHD. She can't have ADHD because at the end of the day, they can hold attention on this. And it's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like somebody that loses their sight. They have better hearing or whatever. So you and I could sit there and, and concentrate. something for just a reasonable amount of time and then move on to something else and do, and do but only like tunnel vision one thing yeah so i lost sound there just a little bit but you're back now so all i got was tunnel vision one thing whatever it doesn't matter what the hell i said um so, <laughs> it matters yeah. to me <laughs> well okay so let's talk more like um oh bad hair thing so let's talk more about symptoms besides like, what are some other, there, there's a lot of different symptoms that make me who I am that I attribute to my ADHD. Just like you yeah. said, that's why it's such a stupid word because I mean, just not, no, not remembering names, losing things, uh, some other yeah. symptoms. I just want people, I don't want, like we said, we don't want you self-diagnosing, but just in case someone's like, does my son have this? Does my daughter have this? Do I have this? Do my mom? Have yeah. Yeah. So what's really interesting. So ADHD basically has three categories, right? So there's classic hyperactive, your inattentive and a combination of the two. That's the, the three subcategories. So that one's called combined. And Basically, with, with the inattentive one, it's almost like that hyperactivity that is external for people who have the hyperactive ADHD. So that's like the classic thing in your head of like the kid jumping off the walls. Yeah, that was like, my son. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so for, for inattentive ADHD, is it's like it's in, in, their, in their mind. And that means, you know, daydreaming, real trouble with listening um, and staying on task, motivation. So... I would say like things to look out for classically are um, you know, losing things, as you said, but chronically. And that's where, where the self-diagnosis thing is a problem because everybody loses things. Yeah. ADHDers lose everything. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> right. It's a huge difference. Um, yeah. Memory, short-term memory is a huge problem. Um, 
again that hyper focus like look out for that because like it is not normal for a child or an adult to be able to focus on something for that amount of time it's great but it isn't yeah that yeah um, it's like when I'm it, with people that are bipolar and if they're on a bipolar high, they love their highs, you know, that's one of the benefits. So, um, and that speaks to that crossover as well, because again, you could confuse manic bipolar with hyperfocus, right? And that's why it's important to, to see a specialist and, and really dig into that. Um, and then some more, like some more of the like sort of lesser known symptoms, I suppose would be, um, and like, it would be like more behavioral things to look out for. So again, if you've got a kid who is smart, but isn't achieving as much as, as would make sense and things like that, or is like taking big risks or is very impulsive or interrupting in conversations or <laughs> like, we'll just, look, so my partner has ADHD as well. And like the other day, because my, my brain, I like, I have crazy, like all the time it's, it's constant. And I will forget that I'm not like having a conversation with someone. And I just out of the blue the other day just said to her, I was like, I wish I did a science degree. No context. <laughs> no context at all. Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because in my mind, I'd gone through like this whole thing around, you know, all of the connections. And I was just doing the laundry and I was like thinking about um, laundry and like the soap in the laundry and how that interacts with the clothes. And next I've linked that to like five different things to be like I probably should have studied science I need to tell someone that bang what yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's that's hilarious and and the interruption thing and the impulsivity oh and then you get a double whammy when you have impulsivity and you're an addict and I'm a chronic relapser it makes sense you know I mean that's such a huge thing is the impulsivity for me and also uh so Ari and I uh, met on Clubhouse, which is, um, it's a social audio thing. I, I'm not even going to get into what it is, but bottom line is people, people talk and you kind of have to be invited to talk and I'm always interrupting on Clubhouse. First of all, I can't believe you and I are even having that, like we're not totally talking all over each other. I'm really sitting on my hands, interrupting. Like, why is that? What? Because we just can't control our impulses. Literally, um, also, I don't mind if you interrupt me. So in my club on Clubhouse, we have a rule. And it's the first rule, so my club is the ADHD Entrepreneurs Club, is that we don't accept apologies for taking up space. So when people interrupt or when they, like, ramble on or go on tangents, sometimes we'll say, hey, like, we got to bring it round. Or, like, hey, like, we are going to get to you, we promise. And then they'll say sorry. And I'm like, I don't need your apology for having ADHD. So I don't care if you interrupt me, like, at all, mm. just, just on that. And second of all, yeah, it is massively impulsivity. And here's sort of the... The, the journey of that is you'll say something and I'll be like, there's a thought. And I'm like, I need to tell you this thought because A, I'm going to forget it. And B, I've stopped listening to you completely because all I'm thinking about now is my thought, right? And you're probably going for it right now. Right now, you want to reply to me because you're like, <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. Uh, because let me tell you about this time this happened to me because that's what happens. And we're like panicked. And then because we've got older and we've learned to mask, um, we try and keep it in and then it becomes like your body's like shaking. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, need to get this out. I need to get this out right now, but it's not socially acceptable. I'm old enough and I'm experienced enough to know it's not socially acceptable, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like I can't help it. It's coming out. Here's my thought. And, um, and it's difficult. People really, people hate it. And, and fair enough. You know, I, I talk about this a lot on my Instagram that, um, a, a big part of, of like healing with ADHD and, and moving forward with ADHD is, practicing self-forgiveness as an ADHD when quite often 
people aren't going to forgive you. And it has to be an internal job because at the end of the day, interrupting people is rude. Um, not listening to people is rude. Being late for people's birthday events is rude. Like that is bad. But you have to take it in and say, okay, I know that this is nothing personal. I know I didn't interrupt you because I don't care about what you're saying. I know that I wasn't late because I don't love you. I just have no concept of space and time. And I like, where even is the alarm clock that I bought five years ago on the box, you know? Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, is that's where all the damage comes from. Um, because we start to just hate on ourselves so much because we're like, why can't I do this? Especially undiagnosed, like, oh, like, why do I keep repeating these behaviors? But when you know that you have ADHD and you've been diagnosed, it's about taking a step back and saying, okay, I need to apologize for being late to my best friend's birthday party. So you're like, <laughs> okay, sorry. And they're going to be like, I'm still annoyed at you. And yeah. your job then if you'd like to move forward is to say, okay, you're still annoyed at me and that's okay. Fair enough. But I'm not going to be annoyed at me because mm -hmm. I know that this is my ADHD and I'm going to try and learn from it and move forward and take action in the future. Maybe I'm going to get that alarm clock out of the box. But what I'm not going to do is hate on myself for it because it's just not it doesn't benefit anyone. If I'm like, oh, Ari, you're a piece of shit. You relate to this again. Like, what's the point? There's no there's no growth in that. You yeah. know, it's about being like, OK, this was because of my ADHD. I've done it a thousand times. What can I put in place so that maybe next time I'll be only 10 minutes late instead of 20? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> minutes late. yeah. So yeah, I want to talk about holistic approaches to that. I just have to share um, a flashback that I haven't thought of probably in 40 years, but so I'm in fifth grade and there's like, everybody's desk is in a, like in a circle. Like they, they had like the desk's, like kind of, it was actually a U shape all lined up. Yep. You, you, okay. So everyone's desk is all neat and normal and whatever. Literally, it was like, um, who's that character in Charlie Brown where he, when he walks, there's the dirt. Do you know what I mean? Like there was like a, a there was like a trail. <laughs> I can't, do you remember producer Nick? What, what was that? What was that character's name? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is like, Literally, and I am so not, I'm not exaggerating to you. There was literally like a paper trail all around my desk. Like my desk was a friggin' mess. My handwriting was a mess. I was a mess. So this is what is so sad because this is what happens. So like, that's me in fifth grade and that's trauma. People laughing. Oh my God, look at her. Look at her papers. She can't keep herself together. She can't keep anything together. And so it, it it's like, it adds sh shame and, um, trauma and I'm just going back to that fifth grade moment when it was like there's something wrong with me but I didn't know what it was and back then in um BC they didn't know what it was what you know ADHD was. so we, we couldn't diagnose that we didn't know what that was I just had I don't know that was just a, a thought and I I guess it's a ha you had to be there thing but I mean Gosh, when I think back to that, it just hurts my soul. Like all those papers, this poor little girl, like she didn't know. She didn't know it was wrong, you know? Give her a cheeky cuddle. Just mm, hold yeah. it tight. And, and I mean, that, that actually, you know, it makes sense as well. And I think um, it's really valuable in, in healing from that to understand like why that was. Um, and I get the guilt and shame piece. Trust me, yeah. <laughs> especially from, from childhood. But the thing about how HD brains work is we have this thing um, around object permanence. So 
give that like a, a simple explanation you know like if you have a baby and you have like let's say you have a box and then like a ball and when you put the ball into the box you test childhood development by seeing if the baby still or toddler whatever knows that the ball still exists mm-hmm. even when they can't see it but that's the really dramatic version of what happens with adhd so what happens for adhd brains is once we can't see something we forget that it exists literally like we have a problem with object permanence so that's why adhds don't like to keep stuff in drawers or you know why it's everything is out because we need to see it to know that it's there so for you and those papers on that desk that was actually an organizational technique or staying on top of things technique because you need to see everything so that you can mm. commit it to memory and so that you know that it exists so that's why they always recommend glass drawers for adhds jars anything that you can see through um and it happens with people like we literally will forget like our partners exist if they've gone for too long it's pretty crazy <laughs> that's that's great who's nick nick are you there <laughs> nick's tra- he's trying to tell me something no, no, the dog's fine. The dog does not want to get down. Um, so I now I just lost my train of thought. But you know what? There was something so funny because so when when our we had our technical issues and I was like, okay, so we, we have to just kind of take from where we left off and whatever. And you're like, that's okay. I took I take notes, right? You have your notes. But here's my problem, Ari. I can't read my notes after because I'm so ADHD that my notes are so bad. Look at my notes. They're not good. <laughs> they're better than mine, but they're. So I have yeah. um. So I that's, that's another interesting one actually. So uh, a common like comorbidity. Actually, I like the word comorbidity. A, a common uh, thing that that comes with ADHD is things like um, dyslexia and dyspraxia. But what I didn't even know existed until I got diagnosed ADHD. What's that so second I word? I, I know dyslexia. dyslexia. But then there is dysgraphia which is what I have, which by the sounds of it, maybe is it something you'll resonate with. So are you terrible directions? Oh yeah. So okay. bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so bad. But yeah, dysgraphia is like ADHD, but like in handwriting. So like, oh, I, I will put capital letters in random. I'm not dyslexic, but I'll put right. Like, and my hand, I have a pen, I literally hold a pen. Like I'm like trying to cling onto it for dear life. And like, you can't like, it's a spatial awareness issue. So you can't like, right on the lines or like oh my god i have that look into it because it's really interesting i mean it does when i when i got diagnosed adhd like the um the guy i was talking to was like you like you probably have this too but like there's no need to treat it because how often do you like how often does anyone else see your handwriting and i was like they don't like i do everything on laptops it's not really proper at school again so problematic and I was like I remember being a kid and the primary school I went to um I don't know if you guys call it primary school the first school I went to yeah elementary yeah elementary school that's it Mm -hmm. um start writing with a pencil and I I remember this so intense because I'm competitive like I'm fiercely competitive I really am and you start with a pencil and the idea (laughs) is is the better you get a handwriting eventually you, you make your way to a fountain pen and it's like this big achievement when you're a little kid and I just could not Oh, get past the pencil because I just couldn't write. And then eventually they, they gave me a fountain pen out because they were just like, this is just this is just tragic to watch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She's never going to make it. Just oh, give it to her. A pen. <laughs> God's sake, this is a nightmare. And I, <laughs> there was ink because I hold the pen like this all over my hands all the time. And <laughs> like, we're just going to take that back. We're just, it's not really, here's the pencil. Um, 
which is funny and like I don't care now but as a kid I was just like I'm trying so hard to, to yeah. do this I and I like as I said I'm competitive like I like to be very good at things like I yeah. won't lie about it. it motivates me but when I'm losing like I take it hard like I, I do I take it hard I'm, I'm a I'm a bad loser <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I the yeah I don't know if that's an ADHD thing or just a human thing, thing yeah <laughs> but it, I, I mean like I'm blown away with this thing that I just that you just told me about the handwriting because I always said I should have been a doctor because I have doctor's handwriting <laughs> you know doctor's I'll, send you, I'll send you some um some stuff on it because yes. yeah, it's interesting and and there's something else that um I was diagnosed with as well and nobody knows what the fuck it is I was diagnosed with this in the 80s there's like she has something called because I, I brought up the directions and like I could go somewhere a hundred times and I will still have to put my GPS. I don't know how to, yeah, I just can't find my way around the world. Um, I can't find my way around from here to the kitchen. So, <laughs> so I get lost. Um, so I was diagnosed with something called, and I hate diagnosis too. I do every, I think, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I think so many things are overdiagnosed, but visual perception disorder. Have you ever heard of that? Okay. I guess it's like, if you, this is why I'm a terrible artist and I do stick figures. If if you <laughs> like draw a shape, I, I can't draw that shape. So that's a yeah. form of dyslexia, sort of, I guess. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see shape. I, mean that I would say, I would argue that and like, you know, I'm not a medical professional, but I would say that, I would say that's more of a short-term memory issue, um, which is an ADHD, you know, massive ADHD trait because it's not even necessary. Like, is it because you're trying to remember the shape? And even if I'm looking it. at it, yeah, I I don't know. I, well, I don't know can't. for sure. Like, yeah, definitely. Like I said, definitely not a medical professional. Just well well researched in that. No. Um, I I think that you are. I would I would take your advice, um, everything over a medical professional because, like we said. They, a lot of them don't know. They don't. They don't get it. Just like doctors don't know shit about addiction. They don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was talking right. to a psychiatrist about my relapse. He's like, well, I think that you just need to go skydiving. I'm like, are you fucking... What? To be He's fair. Like, I think you're bored. Skydiving, but not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Skydiving's great. Have you been skydiving? It's the best. I love it. No. And you know what? I got to tell you. I don't think I would really, I, I, I don't know, not for me. So it's funny. So like a lot of um, ADHD and addiction is obviously like ADHD is like crave stimulation. Yeah. I love roller coasters. I do. I love wild yeah. things like that, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not all ADHD is, but when I say ADHD is, I would say it generically, but it's not like across the board. Um, and that's important. Like associations. Make oh, different stimulate things. me, baby. Stimulate, stimulate, stimulate yeah. all day long. That's but, all like uh, dogs looking for food. Anything. I'm looking for stimulation. Is it because like, we're bored? I, I love skydiving. It's not because it's not. It's not that we're see. The, I don't. The word bored doesn't really work for me. It's because we're understimulated. So basically, we're trying to. So dopamine, right? There's a chemical in your brain called dopamine, and that's responsible for your reward feeling and your motivation feeling, and that's what we lack, which is why you know we struggle, struggle um, starting tasks and so on and so forth. So in order to achieve that sense of reward, that dopamine hit. We take more risky behaviors like skydiving to get that that stimulation from that, to get that feeling. So it's it's always chasing after dopamine, which is where addiction comes in. 
Mm-hmm. Addiction is extremely dopamine driven. You know, drugs, very dopamine driven. Well, Alcohol look at even the word. It's dope. It's dopamine. <laughs> Give me some more of that dope. I don't care if it's brain dope, dopamine, or dope on the street in the corner. Just give me that dope. That's the whole mission of my life. Really? So how do we manage it? And how do we manage, because this is an addiction show, if this wasn't, I wouldn't be going here. However, we need, okay, so you're, you're diagnosed, you have ADHD, ADD, whatever. And is this true that women or girls or whatever they say has, have more of the ADD and they usually don't have the H part? You don't like that, I get that. Well, I don't know. So that's an interest. So what happened? So a bit of backstory on that. So what basically happened was um, for years and years and years, girls were getting missed for diagnosis because often they present symptoms differently than boys. So it, a lot of people do say that more often that they, they do have the inattentive type of, of ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't like that for a couple of reasons. First of all, because boys also have just the inattentive type of ADHD and that risks now them getting missed for diagnosis because everyone's like, well, you don't have this and girls have that one and boys have that one. Second of all, because a lot of women do have hyperactive and combined ADHD, i.e. me, and I'm assuming you from getting to know you, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that's the case necessarily. And and I, I don't like this like this gender separation because it, it's, it's kind of damaging, but- they it's a brain need- thing. It's not a penis or a vagina thing. Literally, like it, it doesn't need, to, and it's always like, and it, it's always the way with stuff, especially once Instagram or TikTok get a hold of it. They're like, ADHD in women looks like this, and I'm like, you know, no, and no, <laughs> stop yeah. that. Especially when you see a boy doing it, and I'm like, you just you're doing this for likes and views, and I hate that because I'm like, you're not even a woman. Why are you talking about this? <laughs> like you. No yeah. idea what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, in terms of, you know, managing it and stuff, it's it's different for everyone. And and that's just the fact. And it's it's very much a trial and error situation. Um, with children, it tends to come down to um, reward over punishment is, is what I've read. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have children. So, you know, it's a bit of a different one for me. But ADHD is tend to be really... Um, really negatively responsive to criticism really don't like being criticized because like we you know we have trouble regulating our emotions as it is tend to be very sensitive and when you put that on a kid that's already being told how shit they are on a daily basis for stuff they don't understand like it's a whole thing so like rewarding good behavior not punishing bad behavior with adults i mean i can tell you what what it comes down to for me and again it's that it's basically self-awareness that self-forgiveness I was talking about earlier and, and not feeling sorry for myself. Mm. Um, but that's what works for me. And then systems and hacks and, you know, all the stuff I post about on my Instagram, managing small different parts of it, figuring out things that work and then using that self-awareness to like really, and it's work. And that's the reality. Like it is harder for ADHD people to do that. It is harder. Of course it is. But, and I always say this, if you are, you know, going to say, that it's harder, then you also need to give yourself the accolade for when you do well. It needs to be a balance. Like, sure, it's more difficult for you and, and you, you can own that and that's fine. But if you have done something like, you know, as simple as doing a morning routine every day for a week, that's like someone without ADHD doing it for a year. Like, pick <laughs> right. yourself up, like give yourself that because that is a big deal. And like, that's where 
I see in the ADHD community, unfortunately, it lacks like people are like, well, this is really, really hard for me. I'm like, yep. And they're like, and I can't do anything right. And it's shit. And I'm like, well, you did this. And they're like, so anyone can do that. And I'm like, no, it's different for you. Like yeah. you have gone, have gone above and beyond and you need to be proud of yourself. And I, I, I really feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you walk into my house and you can tell that it's run by someone with severe ADHD. I mean, it's a, I don't know, I like those plants. it's a hot mess. You're like, what? Oh, the background? The, the, it, no, this is a green screen, baby. I know. I, I, you're going to have to tell me how to do it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't let part. anybody see what this house looks like. It's oh. a. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, your plan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it. She's looking at, if, if you're not watching it on YouTube right now, you should be, because um, <laughs> we're hilarious. But I love us. <laughs> I, I just love us. So I have. I lost sound again. I don't know if you can hear me. Hold on. Nope. There you go. We're All back. Right. All right. So, okay. Hold on. Okay. So, blah, blah, blah. all right. I'm going to talk about meditation before we go. I'm going to talk about meditation. Um, mm. Because meditation for me, this is, this is, um, this is what's the catch 22 about our issue and, and meditation, because meditation has helped me so much. It, it helps me so much. But the thing is, anybody that struggles with this affliction is to be like, well, I can't meditate because I can't sit there. Right. But if you had this conversation with me a month ago, that would have been I would have been that person being like, don't talk to me about meditation. I'm not doing it. But I have changed my perspective. on it. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> once you get over the hump and once you get into it and you become passionate about it, like we do so much. Then it's like, I don't, I don't want to be out. That's the only time I'm at peace. That's the only time that it's quiet, you know, is. So, I mean, I can't meditate. So I, I definitely can't meditate in silence. I'm like, I'm never in silence. I don't sleep in silence. Silence is honestly like my kryptonite. I can't bear it. But once I, um, actually my girlfriend really got into my head about this. She was like teaching me that like, meditation mindfulness like doesn't have to be like you know sat on top of a, a mountain with a yoga mat and an incense stick which is like you know it was a case of like it's about being present um and then it really clicked for me so i i listened to actually listened to a playlist to meditate on spotify called uh lo-fi workout it's not up it sounds like it's going to be really hectic but it's not um and that's because it really focuses my brain like on the sound so i'll just yeah. Come on, so oh, oh. Technical difficulties. Beep. It's that port. That's what's doing. No, it's the port. It's the port. Okay. All right, hold on. Can you, are we back? And we're back. Are we back? Okay. <laughs> All right, we crashed again. So you were talking about meditation and the hi-fi Spotify thing. I can't believe I remembered it. Lo-fi, but close. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if, where we crashed, but yeah. So it's um, it's a it's a playlist called Lo-fi Workout, and um, <laughs> yeah. So it has all these different sounds. So I'll you know just sit, chill, like on the bed. I got a diffuser. Uh, I like the blue light on it, like banging, and then like headphones in, and like because I love music so much anyway, mm -hmm. and this specific playlist has like it's like 
really chilled hip hop beats, but it has um, like different sounds that like happen and it like focuses my brain in because if it starts to drift, like I'll hear, you know, like a sound, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I was doing this, bang, like straight back into that. Um, and that's like changed the game for me on that. I'm still, I'm still really shit at it, to be honest, but I, I do want to be better and I do really see the massive benefits that it can have if you can if you can get over that hurdle yeah it's life-changing and no one's ever good or bad at meditation i'm like uh... every time i say that the person who's good at meditation says that back to me though <laughs> every time well, well, I'm like, I'm shit at meditation i'm like nobody's shit at meditation i'm like no i'm shit at meditation yeah, yeah. and i just I, I mean i know when i'm in a bad place when i'm having a hard time in my meditation i know that that I need to meditate more. Uh, anyway, we're, this is not about meditation. I've done an, an, enough shit on meditation the last month here. But, but it's helpful. Um, it's helpful. Let me tell you, for for my addicts out there that struggle with this affliction, that can't take the Adderall or the Vyvanse or all the other variations of a Concerta or any of that shit, because I'm just going to come out and say, this addict, I can't take any of it. I can't. Um, it's really the only thing I got. So that's incredible it. stuff like that's incredible self-awareness though yeah. like the fact that you know as as an impulsive adhd and addict that you're like i really can't do that like i'm i'm like that's not going to be good for me like again like like i said before it's about really like recognizing like that's fucking incredible that that yeah that you have that and that you say that out loud and that you you tell that story to people so yeah. openly because like yeah that's I, I hate it it sucks it does every time i'm like um Okay, so I'll I'll just take um, the prescribed amount, and that's fine because the doctor said I can take it, and the prescribed amount. You know, two days I'm chopping up the Adderall, snorting. <laughs> <laughs> just got it in like a what's it called, like a mortal and pestle. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, all right. So on your Instagram, you have like all kinds of, like you said, hacks and all that mm. stuff. Um, what are your three key go-to hacks to manage? Yeah. So first of all, definitely that self-awareness, self-forgiveness and, and no self-pity. Okay. That, yeah. That. You just said that a million times. <laughs> but I'm going to keep saying it because until it drives home, because I think it's, it's probably so important. Um, and then probably, oh, I mean, there's so many, but um i really like uh tracking like energy tracking or time tracking so what that means is let's say for energy tracking is you you have a note like just for a week because obviously we can't commit more than a week right mm -hmm. and you, you dedicate yourself to the start of the week saying okay um i want to find out when my high energy point is in the day when i'm you know the most productive um and i mean it is self-awareness again i do get that but <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you anytime that you notice and it's hard it's hard of course but you mm -hmm. notice that you're you know productive you write down the time for this week right and then what mm -hmm. you find is a pattern will will um emerge of when your most productive time is and then you know that so for example for me i know i'm at my best probably around 1 p.m mm -hmm. um for me it's after like my second dose of meds so that's probably why but it works across the board so I then know that if I've got to do something particularly ADHD challenging or um, that I have to focus on for a long amount of time or, you know, anything like that, that the best time to do that is in that period where I have the most energy. And you can do that across the board. You can like you can do that for um, any sort of habit, really. So energy and then time time tracking is a similar thing, but it's um, 
because obviously we have time blindness, right? So we, like I said earlier, we don't uh, have like a normal perspective of time. So what you want to do is if there's a task, and this is very entrepreneur based, but if there's a task that you have to do regularly, so let's take Instagram, for example, um, making carousel posts on Instagram, which I obviously I do a lot. Um, when I go to make one, I'll start a timer. And when I'm finished, I'll stop the timer and I'll write down how long it took. And I'll do that for a week. And then I'll add it all together and divide it by how many there are to get the average amount of time that it takes me to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I know for the next week, if I need to make three carousels on an average, it takes me half an hour to make a carousel. I need to put an hour and a half aside mm-hmm. next week, roughly to make carousels. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Whereas before I was just like throwing carousels whenever panicking, like, you know, they're all right. over the shop. Right. Yeah. So uh, forcing organization and mm. and math and math <laughs> with the, you're just you're just giving me a math problem like okay so if she's doing this many for this many I was uh, and it's no, but it's, not, it's not as complicated as it sounds I literally like you just write down like let's say you do it for three times and it takes like 30 minutes and 40 minutes and 50 minutes you just add them all together and divide it by three because that's how many of them there are it's not that hard I'll literally I'm gonna write you a, a, a post on that okay all right, perfect and, and, and then there was another one I saw one of your posts about um, and I'm not going to get this right. And it was a while ago, but it was, it, oh my God, I, I saw it. I was like, oh my God, that helped so much. And it was like, I think it was like sort of like taking breaks or only doing a certain amount of time. It had to do with time, but it was like five minute increments or something like that. Does that make sense to you? Okay. So I never remember what I've posted, obviously. Um, either. I have two around five minutes and one is the the five minute rule and the other one is the magic five to-do list yeah okay tell us about that I love that those are those were two really good hacks for me yeah so yeah that's actually now I think about that probably is my favorite one so the the magic five to-do list is basically in the morning um when you're writing out your to-do list you so like the normal recommendation is to do the hardest thing first and that is terrible advice for ADHD because we don't have any motivation to do that So what you do is you write out your to-do list and then you write a five next to anything on that to-do list that will take five minutes or less. And then you start with those for the day. Um, And what that means is within 30 minutes of you starting that to-do list, you've done like six tasks for the day. Mm. So like the to-do list is less, so it's less intimidating, but also like you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Like you're on ADHD, you've already done like six things and it's like 10 a.m. Like, yeah, that's a... That's a strong point for yeah. sure. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that. I, I love it too. The, the thing is also though, I do, do we burn out quicker? Yeah. I mean, it depends. So if it's something that you're like, again, well, not yeah, not right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but if, it's, so- if it's like a task that you have to do, like you said, six things on the list and blah, 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 blah. Um, shit, man. I, I, I'm like, I, I just burn out. If I don't like it, I burn out so yeah. fast and then i just say f it and that's why i think maybe they say that we're great at start we're great starters yeah 100 percent. so um i mean i'm exactly the same if especially like if it's something i don't want to do like even on my medication i'm like i'm like angry and i get like more and more angry inside about it and so i'm literally just like swearing at my laptop being like, i don't fucking know i have to do this anyway like so mm. like, yeah, yeah. Kicking off. um i wish i had a hack for that but unfortunately that's that's sort of our reality, you know. Um, there's ways to to get around it, but I I can't give you a magic potion 
at all that's going to make you like doing things you don't want to do. Yeah, no, I mean, no, <laughs> and, I and that's not an ADHD <laughs> thing. Like, again, that's just a human thing. People don't like to do what they don't like to do. We just don't like it more we than most like people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. So, all right, listen, we've had, we've had tactical difficulties and I don't want us to crash. And um, also because of the ADHD, I can never keep my podcasts over like 35 minutes because first of all, I, who the hell wants to listen to my my ass more than that anyway i could listen to you all day though seriously because i just relate so much now you were talking about you're a musician and that's not surprising oh, yeah. used to be used to be used to be but um, you have a, you have something coming out don't you you have new music coming out i do i do yeah so and the reason for that sorry uh that song so back before i was like doing all the business stuff i was like big into music and mm -hmm. i recorded a song um it's called too many thoughts and uh, at the time, I thought I was writing about anxiety because I was undiagnosed ADHD. And then about six months ago, I was listening back to it and I was like, this whole song is about ADHD. And I just like at the time had no idea. Like even the chorus, too many thoughts, like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm on. Yeah. Um, and then we did the uh, last week, we did the ADHD 24 hour event on Clubhouse for, again, in recognition of ADHD Awareness Month. And within that, there was a time slot for music. And I was like, I'm just going to play this. And it just like resonated really hard with like obviously like the 80 90 people in the room and now they've all been asking me for it so i figured i was just gonna release it <laughs> so yeah. Well, yeah release them uh, definitely get it out there yeah and if someone wants to for okay so if somebody wants to get the um proper like diagnosis to see you say just go to a psychiatrist that's where you well, go yeah so it depends on on where you are in the world obviously but in mm. most western countries um I know in Australia and the UK, you, you see your GP first and they give you a referral to a psychiatrist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, you know, it, it's a painful process. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like it's the wait times are ridiculous um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, because more people are getting tested, but also because mm -hmm. psychiatrists don't tend to specialize in ADHD because ADHDers don't tend to turn up for appointments. <laughs> right? They can't make it. Exactly. They hate, oh my funny, gosh. It's actually terrible because like, it's almost like that's the point, but like at the yeah. same time, it's just like, yeah, that sounds right. Um, and then, I mean, I again, I don't know from America, but I know in Australia, you have to have two appointments before um, you can be prescribed medication if that's the route. Oh, not here. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, definitely. They're very, like, they're very, very strict about it. Um, it's all like really like um tracked like mm, really intrinsically yeah. Um, well yeah they definitely track med you can't like uh doctor shop anymore here here's another thing for the addicts anymore we, we can't doctor <laughs> shop anymore it sucks i loved it i'd go to every doctor and get a different medication oh, from every good. doctor i have freaking <laughs> 10 scripts of adderall from 10 different psychiatrists you can't do that anymore um yeah, and, and you shouldn't <laughs> um but yeah so there's um yeah, I mean, it really is different in in every country, but um, it it is it is hard. like when I when I first went to get diagnosed, I I like I thought that they were taking the piss because they sent me like a like a ten to fifteen page form to fill out, and I was like, <laughs> is this the test? Like, if you can't finish this form, does that mean you have any? Like, I was just like, and a like, I was clicking through, and like the pages just kept going, and I was like, I need this to stop forever. <laughs> So it is, it is really different, but um, I would say regardless, um, start with a, a GP trip for a referral if you need a referral um, in America. But 
yeah, definitely see a psychiatrist and see a good one. Like get one that's like um, recommended that specializes in ADHD. Because as I said, very important. You want somebody to look into you to properly, not to just like assume because it's it's a complex condition and it and it literally could be so many more things. And you want to make sure you're getting treated for the right thing to like live your best life. So that would be my opinion on that. Yeah, awesome. And and it's so true. I remember when I got my first um when they tested me for AD, they called it ADD then. They didn't even ever have the age. This was 80 Wait a minute. I wasn't born then, right? No, no. This was friggin' 1987 or 6 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rub it in. No, um Hey, listen, I've, I've earned every single wrinkle on this face. Oh, wait, I don't have any wrinkles because I have so much Botox. I can't even move my eyebrows. Look, literally. Um, I'm actually getting my first Botox next month. So excited. It's, you know, well, yeah, you know, it's preventative. I mean, you're so, you know. Oh, oh, there's a filter on Zoom. That's <laughs> I worked that out so quickly. I was like, I'm not putting makeup on every time I'm on a Zoom meeting. I work from home. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a picture afterwards. You'll see why I need Botox. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but no, yeah, no, literally when I took the, uh, the test, just like you said, the, the test was so many pages and I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I mean, things were so different then and, I remember literally the psychiatrist looking at me and being like, yeah, you don't have to take the test. You have it. But I'm just kidding. I did take the test, but you know, I mean like. And, it's, and also it's quite a trigger. It's a really intense lot. I don't know if that's the case in the US, but also be aware if you're listening, I don't know in Australia or the UK or whatever, that some of the questions like, are can be pretty triggering if the answer is yes. So like, um, I remember being asked, like, have you ever witnessed a murder? Have you ever witnessed a sexual assault? Have you ever been partial to? So like, and they don't really warn you of that. Like, I mean, I haven't experienced any of those things, fortunately, but I'd imagine if I had that, that question would have been like, what the really, true. like that is really intense, like warn a person. So I, yeah. I am willing to be that warning for everyone. I, again, I don't know if it's the case in the U S I'd imagine it's similar though. So, um, yeah. Just be a bit vigilant around knowing that it's very in depth and because they're testing and I know why they do it because they want to make sure you don't have other stuff real similar. So you can have, you know, if you've been like, if you've experienced something um, and I hope none of you have, but if you have and, and it's been extremely traumatic, that presents the same symptoms quite often. Um, so, do, you, yeah. do you feel this is hereditary? Cause my son has it. For, I know for a fact it's hereditary. It is. There's, this- there's a huge genetic link. And like the amount of times, so my mom's still in denial by it, but she's like the, the most ADHD person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> the other day she rang me and she was like, um, I just invested 1200 pounds, she's in the UK, in a wine company. I was like, you've never invested before. You know nothing about business. She was like, yeah, but I saw a Facebook ad and I get uh. vouchers. Like, you just pay 1200 pounds for vouchers. I was like, what's um, what's the, the, the thing you use to invest? And she was like, I don't know, I can't remember. But I was like, how are you going to check the investment? She was like, oh, I don't know. It'll probably be in my emails. And I'm just like. It, it's like that viral TikTok where it's like, wait, the, the wait, where do the taxes go or whatever? Oh, to the tax. You know the one I'm talking about, don't you? Do you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. it reminds me of. Um, Honestly, but yeah, so quite often people who have children, they get diagnosed and about two months later, they get diagnosed themselves. And the reason for that is <laughs> it's like this kind of annoying thing where parents see their kids behaving a certain way don't get them tested because they have ADHD and they're like, that's normal. Yeah. yeah, that did. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Everyone's like that. That's like you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's very like chances are chances are high that if you if you if you have ADHD, you're likely to pass it on. Yeah. So not, not a bad thing though. I love ADHD personally. So like we're such colorful people. I mean the two the two like ADHD and addicts, those those two um never boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're just we're just very colorful, creative souls, I believe. Yeah. There's and, and there's a lot of positive say it. As long as it's as long as you're getting, you know, the right management and, and you've got that self-awareness and you don't hate on yourself too much, like there's like you say, creativity, problem solving, empathy, outside the box thinking, like um, we're great public speakers. We're social, like people love ADHD, but like people, like we have an energy that like comes out of us. It's infectious. Like there's a lot of positives to an ADHD diagnosis. There really is. Um, and it's about mitigating the challenges and focusing on on the strengths, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll never be a cleaning lady. That's for sure. I can't clean. No, I can't. Same. Oh. I know it. So there's an ADHD um, who I know who runs a cleaning business, <laughs> and and it's great because and it's so funny and she's really so cool. she yeah has- she must be great at because that's her passion that's her um radio show or your like how you yeah. are you know video yeah. game but yeah she, but she she's funny because she like hyper focuses on cleaning other people's houses she's on Instagram um fairy god nanny she hyper focuses on cleaning other people's houses but on her instagram she's like this is what being adhd only a cleaning business looks like don't have time to clean my own house and it's just like pure ADHD. <laughs> and it's so authentic so authentic and it's beautiful i've learned a lot of great things um from you tonight i have and i know that we've helped a lot of people is this a mental illness what do we call it it's a neurological disorder okay all right thank you in my opinion yeah. Well, not in my, like, factually. No, that is fact. Yeah, and it makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, it's not a mental illness. Addiction is, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, sort of seen differently, country-dependent, but it is a neurological disorder. It's just the brain that's wired a bit differently. That's all it is. I w- yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this thing now, um, and one with it. It's called TMS. Uh, can, can you look up what that stands for, TMS? Is that the shock thing? So, did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's not really shock. Good. It's like a woody woodpecker pecks on your brain and, and it's, it's, it can reconnects the wires, but yeah, I've heard it. I've heard really good things about it, to be honest. Yeah. Have you, yeah. For depression, but have you for ADHD? Cause I asked them and they said, no, Uh, I don't. So I honestly don't know about the, yeah, no, it's not for the same thing as the, it was the depression thing uh, Mm. is what I heard about it. And, um, yeah, so, um, but the results apparently for depression have been fantastic. And, and I think it's, it's definitely worth looking into if that's good. Well, I'm on treatment number five. It hurts. It's a pain in the ass. It hurts your head. I get my head pecked every, every day for 25 minutes. And, um, well, that Botox just moving around. Yeah. yeah. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that because I'm about to get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, all right. Well, you, you are, you're a light. Tell us your Instagram handle. Not like, I mean, not like you need any more followers because I think you have everybody, but. Um... I don't, I don't have everyone at all. But um, yeah, so if you, if you do have ADHD, it is the underscore ADHD underscore entrepreneur. So pop in, DM me too. I, I love chatting to people and, and hearing their experiences. So drop me a message, drop me a voice note though. Like, let's be real. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> 
So write me like five paragraphs. Anyone who follows me on Instagram is listening to this. If you've been ignored, it's because you've written me five paragraphs. It was not a realistic situation. Just short sentences. Like, please, I love you guys, but short sentences. Oh my gosh, you have no idea how good it feels to talk to you. Someone that gets it, really. I am always voice texting people um on and on instagram and i actually got yelled at the other day from someone um like one of those like you know clubhouse sometimes can be a little snotty some of the, not it's not but some of them can be like a little like high school cafeteria you're not allowed at our table kind of thing and this was yeah. one of the you're not allowed at our table women and i i had to ask her something and i i voiced it and she's like um i like can't listen to your voice text can you just like regular text me because i'm like really busy and on clubhouse all day i wanted to be like okay guess what maybe get um, off clubhouse yeah <laughs> maybe have a look at yourself in this message yeah you then guess what you don't get to talk to me because i voice text okay so sorry i can't read your text right now because i'm on clubhouse uh, <laughs> I can't read nah, yeah no I, i'm a big i'm a big fan of voice notes it's it's just what we do it's how we process information um mm. I like I usually if you if you're in my like DM requests nine times out of ten unless I'm really busy I'll reply with a voice and it's just more personal anyway like I, I yeah. like it yeah yeah I I, I got to hear the well we already know about how I write well that no, that's spelling it doesn't matter what you're texting but whatever anyway bottom line is um we're done my ADD's kicking in <laughs> and we're finished. <laughs> uh, we're finished by i can't even tell you how much i enjoyed this like i love you you are just freaking a rock star you're awesome and thank you it was a pleasure i loved it too yeah keep doing what you're doing man because you know people need to know this stuff and keep doing what you're doing i will see you around i'll see you soon and this has been sober exposure the ADHD edition. Thank you so much. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast.